0: Everything is inspired by the teachings of His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, who is the Founder Acharya of the International Society for Krishna Consciousness. Oma Gyanati Mirandasya, Ganangana Salakya Chaksu Suvarun Miritam, Yena Tajmai Sri Grave Namaha. Svi Chaitanimanobhistam, Stapitam Yenavutare, Swayamurupakaramayam, Denati Svaparandikam. I'd like to talk to you today about the state of your heart. We all have areas that we struggle in, we make mistakes, we do things that we know we shouldn't have done. We told ourselves that we weren't gonna give into that temptation anymore, but we did it anyway. We lost our temper, we didn't keep our word. Maybe we went out with some friends and compromised our principles. After that, it's easy to go around feeling guilty and condemned on the inside thinking, I can't believe after all these years, I'm still struggling in this area. Accusing voices will whisper, Krishna, or God's never going to bless you. You can't get it right. You don't deserve it. You belong on the sidelines. Your best days are behind you. We think that we have to have a perfect performance for God or Krishna to bless us. Once we get rid of all these weaknesses, once I overcome in these areas that I'm struggling, then I'll have God or Krishna's favor. Then I'll start to feel good about myself. Our message today is that Krishna God is not looking for people with a perfect performance, with perfect behavior, people who never make a mistake. He's looking for people who have a perfect heart, a heart that's turned towards Him. That means you may make mistakes, but you have a desire, an overriding desire to please the Lord. Deep down, you want to honor Him with your life. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama. Rama Rama. Hare Hare. It's your heart that makes the difference. Krishna or God looks on the inside. He's more pleased with someone who has a right heart, who makes a mistake every once in a while, than with someone who has a wrong heart, who performs perfectly all the time. We see this in the era of, of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu 500 years ago. The caste Brahmins in those days kept all of their religious duties, prayed at the right time, gave the exact amount required, went to great lengths to perform the religious ceremonies exactly like they were supposed to. They had the performance part down. But the problem was their hearts weren't right. They were self-righteous, proud, critical, judgmental, and even though they performed perfectly, Krishna or God was saying to them, in effect, you're like a bunch of whitewashed tombs. You look good on the outside, but on the inside, your spiritual life is dead. (laughs) Said karma nipuna vipro mantra tantavisare abvaishnava guru nasyatvaiṣṇava shupacho guru a scholarly caste Brahman expert in all the subjects of Vedic knowledge is unfit to become a spiritual leader without having a heart to honor God, without being an expert in the science of Krishna consciousness. However, a person even born in a family of dog eaters can become a guru, a spiritual master if he's a Krishna conscious person. When Lord Chaitanya moved around Bengal with his disciples he didn't just choose people who had it all together he chose muslims he chose sudras he chose harijans untouchables he chose laborers he chose workmen and not all of them were the most qualified the most disciplined or upstanding people these were people that had flaws and weaknesses people that came out of dysfunction people who may not have been raised in a religious family Krishna, or God, can see what others can't see. He sees the heart. People look on the outside at the performance, the behavior, the background. Krishna looks beyond all that. He knows that it's the heart that matters. One of Lord Chaitanya's associates, a great songwriter, musician, and poet, Narottam Das Thakur, he sang, Patita Pavana Hetu Tava Avatar. MO SAMA PATITA PRABHU NE PAIBE ARA My dear Lord Chaitanya and your associate Nityananda, you are patita pavan. You have come to deliver the most fallen. My feeling is this. If you look and search everywhere, you'll find that there is no one more sinful than me. So please put me at the front of the line. Make me the most eligible to grant me your mercy. This is the proper humble spirit in which you can approach the Lord and achieve his mercy. You have to be more humble than a blade of grass with a straw between your teeth, devoid of all sense of false prestige, ready to offer all respects to others night and day by constant recitation chant the great name without hesitation free from temptation with the sensation of feeling yourself lower than the straw in the street more tolerant than a tree devoid of all sense of false prestige humility is the key to enjoy the vibration eternally your performance may not be perfect your behavior your attitude your character it may need some tweaking we all do krishna is saying I'm hand picking you because your heart is sincere. Your heart is to do the right thing. Your heart is pliable and moldable. So God is saying, I'm going to show myself out strong in your life. The key is you have to learn to accept yourself while you're in the process of changing. Doesn't do any good to go around beating yourself up because of flaws and weaknesses doesn't do any good going around living guilty and condemned because you're not where you think you should be in life. In a lecture in the Srimad Bhagavatam, third canto, second chapter, 44th verse, Prabhupada Guru says, Krishna or God is within everyone's heart. As soon as he hears that this man or this woman is hearing about me, Srimadam Srakatash Krishna, Krishna is a subject, nominative, when he sees that the person is interested in hearing, then God takes care of that person. That's the beginning of bhakti, of love and devotion. Even if one doesn't understand the philosophy, even if one's behavior is not perfect, still, if one is keen to hear, then one will be purified. That's the process. Too often, we're not gonna feel good about ourselves until our behavior gets better. We're not going to feel good about ourselves until we break that bad habit. Then we'll start accepting ourselves. The problem with this approach is that there'll always be something that's not right. There'll always be some reason to feel wrong about who we are. You have to learn to accept yourself right where you are. faults and all, you're not a finished product. Krishna is the potter, you're the clay. He's still working on you. He goes at his own pace. Nothing you can do is going to make it happen any faster. God knows what's best. The sooner that you say, Krishna, my life is in your hands, not just my goals and my dreams, but also my flaws, my weakness, those areas that I struggle in. Krishna, I know that only you, can give me the grace to overcome. I'm for my part gonna do my very best. I'm gonna work with you, but in the meantime, I'm gonna accept myself as a child of the most high God. I've learned that if you'll keep your heart turned towards the Lord, your performance will catch up. Prabhupada, our spiritual master, started his Krishna conscious mission in the lower east side of New York in 1966. Then he started a second storefront temple in the Haight-Ashbury in 1967. Now you can imagine these storefront temples started off rough. They had a lot to overcome. But they ended up transforming gray-faced hippies into bright-faced jubilant happies. Prabhupada's process of chanting Hare Krishna associating with like-minded people and taking prasadam, sanctified vegetarian food, transformed undisciplined men and women into missionaries of great character who touched the world. Now there are 820 Hare Krishna temples, farms and restaurants and communities all over the surface of the globe. Some of those early hippies had problems with drugs, with addictions. They didn't change overnight. I'm sure there were times when they got upset and they were tempted to lapse back into their old habits. Some of them had eaten meat. Some of them had been promiscuous. But because their hearts were right, all those sins disappeared. As it is stated in the sixth canto of the Bhagavad Gita, Bhakta Vasudeva Parai Agam Dutmanikarsyam Niharam Iva Bhaskara. A rare person who has adopted complete, unalloyed devotional service to the Lord can uproot the seeds of sinful desires with no possibility that they will revive. He can do this simply by associating with devotees, chanting Hare Krishna and taking vegetarian food offered to the Lord just as the sun can immediately dissipate the fog with its rays. If one is under the protection of a devotee, a bona fide representative of the Lord, such as Srila Prabhupada, and renders service unto him by this process of what we call bhakti yoga, one is certainly sure to overcome all sinful tendencies. Now, Prabhupada could have easily said when he saw the first ragtag hippies stumbling into his storefronts, these hippies are hopeless. You guys are space cadets. You make me work overtime. Let me look for somebody else, a better category of disciples. No. He thought that as long as their hearts were turned towards the Lord, Prabhupada and Krishna will keep working on them until they get to, to where they need to be. Ramanda Brahmite, Kono, Bhagavan, Jiva, Guru, Krishna, Pashade, Pai, Bhakti, Lota, Bish. After wandering throughout the various species of life and throughout the various planetary systems in multiple incarnations, one who finally becomes fortunate asks the question, who is God? When that sincere inquiry comes to the person, then God sends them a bona fide guru to engage them in devotional service. At that point, Krishna doesn't expect you to achieve perfection overnight. But He does expect you to keep trying, to keep growing, to keep being pliable, to be willing to change. When you make mistakes, He doesn't want you to give down on yourself, go around all depressed. He wants you to pop right back up again, get back into the game. Contemporarily with Lord Chaitanya, 500 years ago there in Bengal, there were two highly sinful brothers. And they resided near that section of the Ganges River where Lord Chaitanya's associates would go to bathe. They were constantly drunk, constantly committing crimes, terrorizing devotees, derisively chanting, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. They would throw mud and debris at the devotees. And at night, when they heard the sounds of the kirtans coming from the house of Sri Vasacharya, They would derisively sing and dance with the melody, threaten the devotees. One day, Lord Chaitanya's two chief whips, Nityananda and Haridas, saw these two drunkards in the public streets and they asked around, who are these two guys? People told them that the names of the two brothers were Jagai and Madai. They had started out in a first-class Brahmin family, but due to bad association from their early childhood they simply took up abusing people, robbing them, murdering them even, creating violence and disruption wherever they would go. And the people told Haridas and Nityananda, don't go and ask them to chant Hare Krishna, they will kill you. Nityananda, being the personification of the guru, of the compassion, mercy of the Lord, turned to Haridas court to and he said, us. I think if we can get these two brothers to chant the holy names, we will glorify the mercy of Lord Chaitanya. So he was considering that Lord Chaitanya came to deliver the most fallen, and here were the two prime candidates. A little bit later on, while Nityananda was returning in the dark, he was confronted by the two brothers, and on learning his identity, Madai took a clay pot Threw it at him and struck him across the forehead, creating a big gash and a flow of blood. He was going to do it again when his brother Jagai restrained him and stopped him from hitting Nityananda a second time. And hearing that Lord Nityananda had been hurt by these brothers, Lord Chaitanya, who is the devotional incarnation of Krishna, invoked his razor sharp Shudarshana chakra, which he uses to sever the heads from the bodies of the demons. He rushed to that place, seeing this ferocious form of Lord Chaitanya. The two brothers bowed down and grabbed at the feet of Lord Chaitanya and asked for his forgiveness. Lord Chaitanya became appeased. He took back his razor-sharp disc. He asked the two brothers to chant Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Rama Hare, and never sin again. And after this chanting session, Lord Chaitanya told all the devotees, never let anyone accuse or remind these men of their past sinful history. Their sins are now all gone away. They are only to be thought of and referred to as devotees, bhaktas, without any consideration of their past histories. The Lord's mercy is greater than any number of sins that we can commit. I think you'll agree with me it takes a mature person to say, I am happy who I am, even though I'm not where I want to be. I have some issues. I struggle in some areas, but I know I'm growing. I know I'm improving. My heart is turned towards Krishna, so I'm not going to beat myself up. I'm gonna enjoy where I am while I'm in the process of being changed. Too many people go around feeling all wrong on the inside. They're so focused on their flaws, their weaknesses and what they're not. They don't like who they are. Here's a key. If you don't like yourself, nobody else is gonna like you either. You project on others the way you feel about yourself. If you feel guilty, lousy, condemned, mad at yourself because you're not far along enough, that's not only going to hold you back, but you're not going to have any good relationships in your life. Our suggestion is to quit taking inventory of everything that's wrong. It's true, you may have a lot wrong, but you have a lot more right. When Krishna made you, he wasn't having a bad day. You're not a mistake, you've been fearfully and wonderfully made. Quit living like you're ordinary, mediocre, subpar, when in fact you're one of a kind. You're a prized possession. You're wearing a crown of favor. Having received the mercy and the forgiveness of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Lord Nityananda, both these two brothers became completely transformed. They would chant 200,000 times, the names of God every day on their beads. They would offer everyone obeisances and constantly feel remorse for their past sinful activities. Madai, in particular, was very sorry at the fact that he had caused physical harm to Nityananda and he would shed many tears for this. And finally, he approached the Lord and begged for some act of atonement. The Lord assured him that he was completely forgiven But if he wanted to atone for his other past sins, then he could build a nice bathing ghat on the banks of the river Ganges so that people could take a bath. With his own hands, he dug the ghat, built a place which still exists to this day known as Madai Ghat. He would constantly be in attendance there, offering any and all services to the devotees. In this way, the two brothers spent the rest of their lives singing the glories of Krishna and Lord Chaitanya. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Well, Krishna doesn't approve me. I've made a lot of mistakes. I don't do everything right. I'm still struggling with my temper. It's okay. You're not a finished product. Krishna is still working on you. He doesn't say, I'll approve you when you perform perfectly. I'll approve you when you get it all together. No, he approves you right where you are. He may not approve of all your actions, of your behavior, but he approves you. You don't have to work, keep trying to gain Krishna's approval. You have had it since the beginning of time. You may make mistakes We all do. You may fail from time to time. Hey, that's what happens to all of us. But here's the key. You're not what you do, you're who you are. Sometimes we get our performance mixed up with our identity. You ask someone who you are, I'm a business person, I'm a firefighter, I'm a pastor, I'm a coach, I'm an architect. The truth is, that's what you do. That's not who you are. Who you are is a child of the Most High God. Yamaraj, the Lord of Death, whose job it is to keep track of all the sinful activities of people in this world, and then assign to them the proper karmic reactions, has a secretary named Chitra Gupta. Chitra Gupta is in charge of compiling the list of all the sins of everyone. And he had as his assistants, the Yamadutas, who would help him. One day, Yamaraj said to Chitra Gupta, I would like to know the extent of the past sins of these two, Jagai and Madai. Chitragupta Gupta said, it's impossible to tell you. There are millions of crimes. Even with my whole staff working full time, it was impossible to record their sins faster than they were committing them. Our files, presumably, this is before Yamraj digitalized. <laughs> Our files are deep, deep pits filled to the brim with the records of their wrongdoings. We don't even have any more warehouse space to keep the files. There's no sin they haven't committed innumerable times. Consequently, we are so grateful to Lord Chaitanya. Because now all those sins are washed away. We could take all those files and make some room by dumping them in the ocean. Previously, before their transformation, if even the shadow of Jagai or Madai would cross an ordinary person, that person would immediately run as fast as they could and with all their clothes jump in the river Ganges to be purified from the taint of indirect contact with these sinful monsters. However, after their transformation, it was deemed that their association now was more purified than the Mother Ganges River. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama. Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Your value, your worth derives from your who not your do. You may do things that are not who you are. Well, true. I'm an alcoholic. I got this problem with drinking. No, that's what you do. That's not who you are. Well, I failed in marriage. I failed in business. I guess I'm a failure. Failure is an event. It's not a person. Nothing you do changes your who. Your who has been set by your loving father, the creator. Now, the enemy, Maya, she would love for you to go around acting like you don't deserve Krishna's blessings. She's called the accuser. She'll constantly whisper in your ear, you're still struggling with that bad habit? Krishna's never going to bless you. You can't do anything right. Don't believe those lies. Your who never changes. Every morning when you get up, no matter how many mistakes you've made, no matter how many weaknesses you have, you have to put on the breastplate of Krishna's approval. Krishna, I want to thank you that you approve me. You accept me. You're proud of me. In the deliverance of Jagai and Madai. Lord revealed that there are no material disqualifications for performing devotional service. Even though Jagai and Madai were committing the most abominable activities, even though they were making fun of and harassing the chanters in public places, they were still delivered. Some of you who are parents might have had a small child who would fall down repeatedly as he was learning to walk. Sometimes he would throw food from his high chair, pull his baby sister's hair, smear color on newly painted walls. But it's interesting because none of that changed his name. No matter how many mistakes he made, no matter how many times he failed, he was still your son. Nothing he could do back then, nothing he could do now, or nothing he can do in the future is going to change his who. His who's been set. He's been born into your family. One day, Madai met Lord Nityananda in a lonely place. He prostrated himself at the lotus feet of the Lord, bathed the Lord's feet with his tears, and he said, my Lord, I beg you to kindly forgive me for the sin that I committed. Lord Nityananda personally lifted him up and gave him a great big old bear hug with great love. He said, Madai, I love you like my own child. If a child kicks or hits his own parent, the parent doesn't take it seriously. That's the nature of my love for you. Something powerful happens when you have the boldness to say, Krishna, I know that you love me, so I'm going to love myself. I'm happy with who you made me to be. And I know that by chanting, serving your bona fide representative, the spiritual master, I'm going to keep my heart moving forward. The moment that we surrender to the blissful daily practice of chanting Hare Krishna, Krishna not only wipes the slate clean of your past karma, but he opens a whole new history for you based on renewal, restoration, purification, just like with Jagayamadai. After they were delivered, it was considered that their sins were merged into the golden form of Lord Chaitanya. Lord Chaitanya wanted to make a little joke. So he stood before the devotee in his golden forms, and he said, look how the sins, the blackness of Madai are absorbed. And as they watched him, his golden color got blacker and blacker and blacker and blacker and blacker. It would seem like the blackness of the sins of Jagai and Madaya were changing the bodily color of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And at first the devotees were like shocked at how pitch black Lord Chaitanya Mahabrabhu was coming. Eventually they saw the joke that Lord Chaitanya was performing, so they began to chuckle and then they began to giggle a little bit. And then they started uproariously laughing because Lord Caitanya now looked just like Krishna, Shaima Sundara. He had the hue of a monsoon cloud just before the rainy season. And then Lord Yuranda said, Y'all chant Hare Krishna right now to relieve me of the sins of Jagaya Madai. There was a powerful kirtan that started out, and as they chanted, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, supposedly relieved from the blackness of the sins of Jayamadai, then re-emerged in his original golden form. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. When you say Krishna, I love you, Krishna, I need you. Krishna, I can't do this on my own. Krishna, help me to make good decisions. When your heart is turned towards Krishna, he'll not only give you the grace to overcome the things that have been holding you back, but he'll give you the favor to reach your highest potential. I heard a story about a pastor who went to a high school football game with a good friend of his. The friend's son played down on the field with the team he played on the defensive side and so normally this boy never got to touch the ball during the game there was a short punt lo and behold this boy caught the ball in his arms father stood up right next there to the pastor he was so excited his eyes got so big he was so proud my son has the ball well his son took a half a step that way And then he took a half a step that way. And then about 10 or 12 guys from the other team just clobbered him to the ground. He didn't make an inch of forward progress. And the pastor was actually somewhat embarrassed for the father next door, considering the fact that his son was totally annihilated down there on the field. But the man started shaking the back. He said, did you see my son? Did you see how he caught the ball? Did you see those two good moves? (laughs) And isn't it true that only a father can see the two good moves and not the fact that his son just got tackled by most of North America? (laughs) Well that's the way your heavenly father is. He's not looking at the times you got knocked down, the times you failed, the times you didn't measure up. He's looking at your two good moves He's focused on the fact that you're still in the game. You've got back up again. You're here today. You have a heart to please Him. Krishna is not disappointed where you are. He's not shaking His head thinking, when are they ever going to grow up? No, you're right on schedule. He has you on the potter's wheel. He's making you, molding you. And the Bhagavad Gita says, Krishna will give you wisdom without finding fault. 9th chapter, 30th verse Bhagavad Gita, Krishna says to Arjuna, even if my devotee commits the most abominable actions, if he's engaged in devotional service, if his heart is right, if he gets back up and keeps moving forward, he is considered saintly because he is properly situated. God or Krishna is not a fault finder. He doesn't go around accusing, saying, I told you so, you should have known this was going to happen. I warned you, you're on your own now. God, or Krishna, is full of mercy. It's true, we deserve judgment, we deserve having to deal with our own problems, but because your heart is right, Krishna will show you favor that you didn't deserve. He'll help you clean up a mess that you made. And on top of that, not even condemn you for. it. Now, I'm not saying this is an excuse to live sloppy, mediocre, do whatever you want. I'm talking about not letting guilt, condemnation keep you from your destiny. Krishna is not judging you based on what you've done, not looking at past mistakes, past failures. It's looking at your heart, and the real question today is: Is your heart turned towards Krishna? If Instead of running away from Krishna, imagine what would happen if you ran towards your loving father. Imagine if you said, Krishna, I need you in my life. I want to do what's right. Help me to become the person that you created me to be. It is said that when you take one step towards God, he comes running a hundred steps towards you. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. If Krishna's goodness was only based on your perfect behavior, none of us would stand a chance. We'd all fall short. No, because your heart is right. Krishna will show Himself strong in your life. That means He'll forgive you when you don't deserve it. He'll show you favor even when you didn't earn it. You are still a child of the Most High God. Now get up every morning and start approving yourself. Put on that approval. Shake off the guilt, the condemnation. Keep your heart turned towards Krishna. If you'll do this, I believe Krishna is going to show out strong in your life. You're going to see favor, healing, restoration, mercy. He's going to lift you up, turn your messes around, and set you on a new path towards the fullness of your destiny in this life. And next life, you'll go back home, back to Godhead.